Okay, guys, we are in Lesson 16. We're looking at Revelation chapter 8, verse 13, through Revelation chapter 9, verse 12. And we're going to look at the fifth trumpet today. Now, let's, let's bring ourselves to speed here a little bit. What we are witnessing as we go through this is John sees a vision of what is to take place in the future. And he is seeing that there is going to be a series of judgments that were going to be let loose by Jesus Christ himself in judgment of this world for its rebellion against God and its oppression of God's people. All right? And we see that God's people, those who are martyred, call for retribution. So we see that taking place here. Now, I want you to understand something, because I'm actually, in my own personal time, in my own walk with God, I've, I've, been, I've been grasping a little bit more about what visions are and so forth. And so I want you to understand something about visions. When God shows you a vision, and when he shows John a vision, which we have recorded here, you cannot try you cannot figure out everything that's going on in the vision. You can't even make the vision happen. It's a picture of what's going to happen and there's no sense trying to figure out the details. We like you know when when we look at revelation, we like to look at revelation from the perspective of 2010, the world we know. That's what every generation has done. So in Martin Luther's day, back in the 1400s, they read the book of Revelation from what? Their perspective of what? The world they were in. So I want you to understand, it's a, it's a picture of what's going to come. Now we can understand some key things from it. I'm going to tell you some key things we can't understand. Number one, judgment is going to take place. And there are going to be some terrible things happening that we can see specifically. Now, the nitty-gritty details, as far as like what the dude's name is, who's the Antichrist, or, or you know, what country he's from, or, or who's this or that, we don't know that. We're not going to know that. What you need to know is it's coming, but the greater thing is, is to have your hope in who? Jesus. And what he awaits for you. You know, you and I, if you're a citizen of heaven, you don't need to worry about what's going to happen. They can only kill you once. You understand what I'm saying? We get so panicky about this stuff. You can only die once, but if you're a citizen of heaven, you're not going to die. You just get loose of this body. Let me explain something to you. Here's, as I'm getting older, I'm realizing what a detriment my body is. And I look forward to the day when I shake off this old tent, as, as uh, Peter says, this tabernacle, and take on a heavenly body. Because, and, and that day, I, won't, I, can't, I, I sometimes think about that. What is that going to be like to have all the bad thoughts gone? All the wrong desires gone? And to have all the bad thoughts gone? Total freedom, peace. You know, we, we inhabit. See, they can only kill us once. We're going to live for eternity with Jesus. That's the perspective he's trying to give us here in this book. And the evil that we see around us, there's a retribution day. 
There's a harvest day. There's a reckoning day. God's going to settle accounts. That's what we need to see here. So, okay, we're in the fifth trumpet now, which remember now there were four seals, seven seals. The seventh seal contained seven trumpets, and now we're in the fifth trumpet. So let's look at verse 13 of chapter 8. And I looked and I heard an angel flying through the midst of heaven saying with a loud voice, Woe! Woe! Woe to the inhabitants of the earth because of the remaining blasts of the trumpet and of the three angels who are about to sound. Okay, let's take a look here what is going on here. First of all, John sees another angel flying through the midst of heaven. All right, the four tr trumpets have already sounded. We saw those judgments there. Fiery mountains, stars, and everything. And somebody reminded me this week that, was it you, Brad? About Yellowstone National Park. You know, was that you? Where Yellowstone National Park is used to be a mountain that blew up. And where did it go? It went into the Pacific from Yellowstone. Blew up, went into the Pacific. So some of the pictures, there could be meteors or, like I said, like a flaming mountain. Do you understand? There are things happening seismically underneath us we have no clue about. Do you understand what I'm saying? And the possibility. So we've already seen the four, four trumpets. Now here's John. He's in heaven. He sees an angel flying and... He's getting ready to say something. He's going to make an announcement. And here's what the announcement is. The, the angel announced woe upon the remaining inhabitants of the earth. So what's left that hasn't been killed? Remember, we already saw that there was like, a, I think, a third or a fourth of the population already wiped out. Plus, I'm sure with all these other disasters, there are others dying. The angel comes and he announces woe three times. And, you know, a woe, we don't, that's not part of our language today. We don't go, oh, woe. Woe on you because you're going to play the Steelers and lose today. You know? Least that's what we think about the Patriots, right? All right. Brad agrees. All right. So, woe. Now, nobody talks like that. You know what I'm saying? You know, that, that's not the way we talk anymore. But the angel is trying to communicate is, there is something terrible about to happen. Something terrible is about to happen. That's what he's communicating here. Here's what he says. This is because of the nature of the remaining trumpets. Something terrible is about to happen. This is when he talks about woe. It's like, pay attention because something terrible is about to happen. And what's about to happen is, is the remaining three trumpets are about to be sounded and they are terrible. And folks, we're going to look at the fifth one today, and it is extremely terrible. Extremely terrible. So he's sounding his woe, and he's telling them woe because of the nature of the remaining trumpets. So let's look with me. We're going to look at verses uh, 1 through 11. Let's first of all look at verse 1 there of chapter 9. Then the fifth angel sounded... And I saw a star fallen from heaven to the earth. And to him was given the key 
to the bottomless pit. All right, now let's take here. Look, first of all, the identity. The star is a person or an angelic being. The star is a person or an angelic being. I particularly believe that it is an angel because oftentimes in the scripture when they refer to stars, it's a reference to angels. Angels. So, the star is a person or an angelic being. The person is more than likely Satan or Lucifer or the devil or the morning star, I mean, the sun in the morning. I mean, there, there, there are different t titles for him. Beelzebub is another name. The serpent of old. It's more than likely Satan. Now, I want you to notice something. What John sees is not Satan falling. So it's not like he's seeing Satan falling out of heaven. Look at how the text reads. I saw a star fallen from heaven. So what the text is reading here, it implies that the star had already fallen. You understand what I'm saying? So what he sees is, is an angel who has fallen from heaven. Who had already fallen from heaven. Now who's that angel, folks? Satan. Alright? And we're going to see specifically here as we go on that it is Satan. Now, this angel, which we believe is Satan, and we'll see that identity here in a moment, was given a key. To this fallen star was given authority over the bottomless pit or the abyss. Now, I'm going to... That bottomless pit, the abyss, where have we heard that before? Luke chapter 8, verse 31. You don't need to turn there. I'll read it to you real quick. Here's a demon, legion, crying out to Jesus. And here's what he says. And he begged him that he would not command them that is, all those demons, to go out into the abyss. This is obviously some sort of holding tank where the most wicked of angels or demons, in fact, when you read in Jude, it talks about this, are kept. And so obviously when Jesus is casting out legion, they're afraid that legion, all those demons are afraid that Jesus is going to send them where? To the abyss. Now, to this angel, to which we, we, I believe it's Satan, and we'll see that he is here in a moment, is given the authority over, he's given the key to the abyss. He's given a key to the abyss. Now, let's talk about this pit now. Look with me at verse 2. And he opened the bottomless pit, and smoke arose out of the pit like the smoke of a great furnace. So the sun and the air were darkened because of the smoke of the pit. Alright, so here we see. The fallen star is allowed to open the bottomless pit. The fallen star is allowed to open the bottomless pit. Now out of this pit comes a smoke 
that affects even the light of the sun. Now, remember now, we already know from one of the other trumpets that the, the stars and the sun and the moon, the light from them are already affected so that there's a third less light during the day. So here's what we're happening is, is this angel opens this pit, this bottomless pit, this abyss, and smoke comes out of it and affects, again, the sun. But there's something else that's going to come out of this pit, which is what we're going to focus on the rest of our time here. I want you to notice with me verse 3. We're going to read verse 3 through 11. Then out of the smoke, locusts came upon the earth. And to them was given power as scorpions of the earth have power. And they were commanded not to harm the grass of the earth, nor any green thing, nor any tree, but only those men who have not the seal of God on their foreheads. And they were not given authority to kill them, but to torment them for five months. Their torment was like the torment of a scorpion when it strikes a man. In those days men will seek death and will not find it. They will desire to die, and death will flee from them. The shape of the locusts was like horses prepared for battle, and on their heads were crowns of something like gold, and their faces was like the faces of men, their hair like women's hair, and their teeth like lion's teeth. They had breastplates like breastplates of iron, and the sound of their wings was like the sound of chariots with many horses running into battle. They had tails like scorpions, and their sting, and there were stings in their tails, and their power was to hurt men five months. And they had a king over them, the angel of the bottomless pit, whose name in Hebrew is Abaddon, whose, but in Greek his name is Apollyon. Let's take a look here. That's really, who is over them, the names of who's over them tell us it's Satan. We'll see that here in a moment. First of all, the locusts. Okay, first of all, remember what I told you? A vision is a picture of what is to take place. Let me just stop real quick. Remember I told you that. You can't try to, to from our perspective, try to interpret what that is. Here's what I heard, man. I shake my head because all of these prophecy guys, look, when you go off into prophecy, it's a bottomless pit itself. You just spiral downward with one prediction after another that keeps being proven what? False. So I hear one of these prophecy gurus, and when they read this passage, they liken the locusts to helicopters. How many of you heard that one before? Mary has, okay. When we read this, I'm going to be honest with you, this ain't no description of no helicopter. And when you read what they are to do and what they are not to do, I'm going to tell you, an Apache helicopter can't be that so selective. You're going to tell it, don't touch the grass and the trees and the animals, and to kill the people, just torment them. Can an Apache helicopter do that? No. It blows stuff up. 
Do you understand what I'm saying? You've got to be careful when you read this to try to figure it out. I'm going to tell you, we can tell from the passage what it actually is. That's a stretch what they're doing there. So let's take a look and see what it really says here. All right? Because I can tell you who the locusts are here in a moment just from the passage. All right, here's what it's saying. Out of the smoke, a great horde of locust-like creatures comes upon the earth. So out of the smoke comes a great horde, obviously a lot of these animals, locust-like creatures. Like, okay, when you, locusts, we don't really have that problem here, but we do get cicadas every once in a while. You know, those, those bugs that, you know, during the summer, every 20-some years they show up and they make those screaming noises that just drive you batty. And it's just like, can you, can you number how many cicadas are doing it? No. It's, it, they're numberless. This is what it is. It's like locusts. When locusts are doing their thing, they're numberless. So there is a numberless number, a great horde of locust-like creatures coming upon the earth. Now, here's what they are to do. Verse 3 through 5 tells us what they're going to be doing. They are to torment all humanity who have not been sealed by God. Now remember what I said to you. Who is it that's sealed? Anybody? 144,000. But we also know that the sealing of God takes place in believers because they are sealed with, Ephesians says... Who is, the, who is our seal? Holy Spirit. So what we see here is, is that they're to torment everybody in the world, but who? Believers. Okay, now, now let's go back. If I take the interpretation of some guru that says it's a helicopter, can a helicopter distinguish who's the person of God and who's not? You see what I'm saying? You've got to be careful what you read. Stick to the Bible. So this horde is going to torment humanity who have not been sealed by God. Okay, do you hear what Laurie said? For some of this stuff, we're just going to have to resign to the fact that it's supernatural and you can't figure it out. This is supernatural. Because here's this great horde, and this is we're going to, I, I believe they're de- demons. Because they're not to affect the grass, they're not to affect vegetation, they're not to affect animals. They're not to even mess with God's people. They're only going to torment who? Unbelievers. I mean, only an angel can do that. Do you understand what I'm saying? Only an angel can do that. So, here's what they're... Look, they are not to harm the vegetation of the earth. They're not to harm the vegetation of the earth. So we've already seen that. They're very selective. And here's the other thing that is, man, this is radical when you think about it. Here's the specific command that they are given. They are not to kill anyone, but simply to torment. Wow. Isn't that shocking? They're not to kill anyone. Their sole purpose is to torment you. Another word would be torture. But we're not talking about a physical thing going on here. 
Because I think demons don't necessarily have to torment you physically to be tormented. But I'm going to explain something to you. So great is the torment. Look what happens. The torment will be so great that men will want to die, but they cannot. Can you think? I mean, I can't even imagine that. So great will be the torment that men will want to die, but they can't. That's a demonic, that's a demonic oppression of humanity, except for God's people. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? Man, what a judgment. Remember what the angel said, woe to the world for the next three trumpets? And this is the fifth trumpet. That's pretty bad, isn't it? When everybody in the world... Now, hold on a second. Think about this for a moment. I want you to think about how many angels we're talking about there because they're numberless. We can't number them. Okay, so let's say the world has 7 billion people right now. Okay? I think it's a fourth or a third of them are killed. So let's say 2 billion, let's say 3 billion people are killed in the first several plagues. Okay? Now, some of you are saying, well, what about the rapture and about those who are taken out? Well, I don't think there's going to be a billion people taken out. Because most of humanity does not believe. Like even in this country, when you, when you put out key facts of the gospel, you know, 30% claim to be born again, but only 9% truly believe, is what they show in surveys. 9% of Americans. So quit calling the Christian nation, folks. So here's what I'm saying. So if you think about that, so let's say there's 4 billion people left on the planet. Everybody except those who are sealed are going to be tormented? That's an awful lot of angels, isn't it? Fallen angels, demons. Wow. A multitude. You say, well, maybe one angel can handle 10 or 15 people each. I, even still, that's a lot. That's a great horde. And it's going to be so terrible that people will want to die and they can't die. They'll want to die. Yes, yeah, Steve. He, okay, is this, okay, what we're going to see here is we're going to see a key phrase. Everything that God does, as far as judgment, is for, to bring people to repentance. And at the end of these trumpets, you're going to see that Rather than repent, they, in their rebellion and the hardness of their hearts, Steve, they will blaspheme God. They're still going to reject. Yeah, he's given them a chance, and they won't take it. Here, here's what I want you to understand. So, okay, punishment. Okay, some of you punish your children, which you need to. And have you noticed that you start off with small punishments? And if you're not getting their attention, you increase the level of punishment, right? Do you understand what I'm saying? This is what's going on. Like God is, you know, God is judging this world now in hopes that people will what? Turn to Christ in repentance. But what's going to happen is, is what's coming in the future when the church is gone, when the believers are gone, there will be other believers there that come to Christ during the Great Tribulation. The world, their, their hearts are hardened. Do you understand what I'm saying? They can't see it. And God's got to turn up the judgment. And they're going to refuse. I don't understand that. Yeah.
Yeah, why did God let that happen? And you know, my response is, is, why are you concerned about what God? You don't want God in any other part of your life. Why are you worried about Him doing this? You know? The, the fact of the matter is, God didn't let this stuff happen. We let it happen because of sin in our life. And, 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 and so, there will be a torment so great that people want to die and they can't. Let's go on. Verse 7 through 10. Here's what I want you to see. The picture is one of Satan's awesome supernatural power. Listen, you know, once in a while you'll meet somebody who'll say something stupid, which I think it is, just plain stupid. They worship Satan. They don't have any clue what they're talking about. They may worship Satan, but they don't truly understand the cruel master that they've picked. And we may, you know, in the Western world, we've, we've kind of trivialized it. You watch shows and, you know, you know, we have movies, you know, like Al Pacino is acting like Satan or whatever. And, you know, we've got this picture that is nothing of the evil and pure wickedness of who he is. And so he is given the authority to torment all humanity with a torment so great that they'll want to die and they can't. You know, the interesting thing is he's only allowed to do it for how long, folks? What's the passage say? Five months. Wow. Wow. Yeah, look at it. In fact, that's our next point here. They are to afflict humanity for a period of five months. Five months. Now, here's the leader. This is how we know who he is. The leader of the demonic horde is Satan himself. When you look at those two words there in verse 11, the Hebrew word and the Greek word, those are references to our enemy of old, Satan. Again, those are two of his names. Now look with me at verse 12. This is our last verse for our section today. Here's what John writes. One woe is past. Behold, still two more woes are coming after these things. The writer proclaims that one woe has passed, but there are still two more. The writer proclaims that one woe has passed, but there are still two more. And, you're, and, you're, and I'm, I'm sitting there, when I read this, you know, and I've read it through many times, I can't, I can't get help with this. That in itself will be terrible enough. You mean to tell me there's something more coming? Yes. Yes, there is. So next week we're going to look at the sixth trumpet. Okay. Let's pray.